Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's Extraordinary Etiquette. Extraordinary Occasions. Hello, my dove. There's something crunchy. Yeah, I have trash in my booth. Don't worry about it. I'm busy. I live a hard life. I can't. Keep this four foot by four foot space clean. <laughs> I think it's a what am I made of wrapper. time? Maybe I eat in here. I live in here. I got a chamber pot in just in case in the Ew. middle of. I don't really. I know it's just a but hole you in do, my chair and a bucket underneath. You do really have trash in here. Yeah, babe. All right. Life is for living, not for cleaning. If you have time to lean, you have time to live and adventure. That's what I was saying. <laughs> That's yeah. it. I think that's how the saying goes. I think it is. If you have time to lean, you have time to scene. What? To do a scene from a show and a contrasting monologue and uh, 16 bars of a song. Okay. For audition. Life's a one big audition. And a one, two, three, four. Luck be a lady tonight. <laughs> I've always got it in my back pocket. You, you never sure know when a producer's going to be like, you, kid. Although he probably wouldn't say that to me. I'm 30. <laughs> I'd be like, what? You're 20-something. What are you talking about? You, kid, with the purple hair. Uh, it was my birthday. Yes. You're obviously on fire this morning. Am I? <laughs> Somebody put you out. On, it's fun <laughs> because you. I think what you mean is you're talking a lot. Yes. And not necessarily that my jokes are on point. No. Okay. What a great start. Happy birthday. Thank you, man. <laughs> So this episode's all about how to be polite to someone whose birthday it is, even no, though they're not funny? it's not. No. Not at all. You are funny. I'm waiting for the... This is where you usually say looking. Looking. Okay. <laughs> You're very pleased with yourself. Are you pleased with yourself because you've trained me to expect <laughs> that when you say you are funny, looking, like you've trained me to expect that? It's because I have like three jokes. That's true. It's true. Can I tell the story of BB and Dennis? Oh my god! I've gosh. saved it. I haven't talked about it on anything. All right, so, fine. So, uh, and this is me fully to blame. Teresa had some dentistry stuff done and she's sitting at dinners after dinner and from like chewing from the dentistry stuff, it was like hurting her jaw. And so she had like, you know, she was like rubbing her face and BB came over, walked over to her and laid a hand on her shoulder and said in this exact way, mommy, does your face hurt? And Teresa said, yeah, baby, yeah, it does. And BB goes, cause it's killing me. <laughs> And it was <laughs> and, devastating. And we were both shaking with laughter. And we very quickly reminded her that that's not a joke that you tell to people that you don't know. Yes. But it is definitely a joke <laughs> I have made maybe twice in her presence. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was great, too, because if you ever get a chance to, like, when a kid's joke really, truly lands, but they don't fully understand why, she was doing this, like, take between the two of us, like, what? How did... I, how do I recapture this magic? How did I, why did it work this time? It was so good. It was so good. I've, I've honestly, uh, well, I've been prouder, but as far as comedy goes, I've never been prouder. Nailed and we delivery. very quickly said, don't tell that joke at school. Don't tell that joke at school. And then we said, you can tell that joke to like friends and family that know you're joking, but not to strangers. Speaking of friends. Speaking of friends. Uh, another, another group of friends you shouldn't tell that joke to. But maybe you could tell this joke at your friend's giving. Uh -huh. I, well, okay. I think that a joke like, does your face hurt because <laughs> it's killing me, is so very obvious, like, I don't mean this as I, it, it, like, anyways. Anyways. I, I think that you shouldn't say that to, like, someone on the street who's rubbing their face. <laughs> but, like, I can say that to Bradbury and Bob and it would be fine. It would be fine. And I would, I would love to have Bradbury and Bob at a friend's giving. Oh, my gosh, yes. That would be amazing. Are you kidding me? Those two, those two giggles, yes, I'd love it. 
Um, so let's start with a little bit of a definition. Of, We're talking about Friendsgiving. Friendsgiving. Said? Okay. I've said it like four times. I know. Um, but it's often referred to as maybe orphan Thanksgiving or found family Thanksgiving. Sure. Um, and it is a celebration around the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, and the point is to have an indulgent and celebratory meal with, you guessed it, uh, your friends. Right. Uh, perhaps best exemplified by the episode of Friends where I think they play touch football or the one where for some reason Monica puts a turkey on her head. I haven't watched it in a while. I don't remember exactly. But there's some friends having a Thanksgiving, right? Uh, definitely. That episode was in uh, 1998. Ugh, um, and, so long ago. you know, there... It's it's a little bit... Um, it's a little bit early for the term Friendsgiving. Mm-hmm. Um because it didn't actually appear in the like vernacular until like 2007. Oh, interesting. Um, there's a Twitter post in that year that we can like point to and say that's when people are familiar with the term. Excellent. Okay. Um, and so like the thing about it is it's a little bit easier than Thanksgiving proper um, because, you know, we can have um, we can have some mixed feelings about this holiday. And I think that it's OK to have mixed feelings about it. Um, it was started. A lot of colonizer stuff in there. Exactly. There is a lot of colonizer stuff, but it was started um, after the Civil War as an opportunity for people to come home because, like, people were kind of spread well, out at this point. Brother versus brother, friend versus friend, family versus family, exactly. dogs and cats. Um, so, like, the idea was, like, coming home for Thanksgiving, right? And it's funny because I was just sitting here thinking about, like, when I think of, like, Thanksgiving growing up, and no pun intended, but the only word I can think of is pilgrimage. Of like this thing of like, well, you go, you go to grandma's house, you go to an aunt. Like I remember our Thanksgivings growing up, going uh, to uh, Aunt Betty's house. Hmm. Is that the aunt? One of them, uh, who was actually like my grandmother's sister, who lived in Colgrove, Ohio, and like it being like uh, the like three people on my grandmother's, uh, you know, kind of uh, generation and then their kids and then their kids. So there was like 20 to 25 people there is what it felt like. I mean, I was yeah. a kid when I went and it was like cousins and stuff that live all across the country that I rarely ever saw. But just this understanding of like, well, Christmas, you're at home with your family. But Thanksgiving is a time for like I have I have to go over to my aunt's house because that's what everybody does every year. That kind of thing. Um, yeah, I think that it was kind of a mixed bag for me where we were sometimes at home, sometimes at family's house. But my favorite Thanksgiving memory is in high school. I remember a friend of mine. He would invite basically all of his high school friends for dessert, right? And mm. it was like kind of like bring a pie. Kind Bring of a thing. pie, leave a pie. Yes. <laughs> um, and so after like the Thanksgiving meal proper, we would all go over to their house and it would be just kind of like a dessert buffet mm. and lots of us kids hanging out. And he had a much uh, an older brother and their friends were there. And it was just kind of like it, it was like an extra day to hang out. I will say that in general, my feeling on this day and age, everybody is too lax on the desserts. Oh, really? I remember growing up, my mom uh, was a big dessert person. I am too. 
Um, and so like our Thanksgiving and Christmas at our house, there was like, you know, the meal spread. And then over here, this is the desserts table mm. where you have your pumpkin rolls, your pumpkin pies, you got a cheesecake, uh, usually some cookies. Uh, and then maybe there's uh, some sort of, uh, well, sometimes called it better than sex cake. My mom called it Paul Newman cake. Uh, which tells you a lot about her feelings towards Paul Newman. Which is a poke cake, right? Correct. Yeah. But cool. not nearly. Don't call it poke cake. That's not fun. Well, because you poke the Yeah, but you can call it better than sex or Paul Newman cake. It's way better. Anyways, there was anyway. usually like six to eight dessert options as well. Mm-hmm. And usually Thanksgiving was like a full-blown thing. Now, at, at my family Thanksgiving, there were usually two desserts. Sorry. Mm. I forget that you grew up during the Great Depression. <laughs> um Okay, but at at my friend's house, it was it was definitely a ton of desserts. Um, so, Friendsgiving specifically has boomed in popularity over the past ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, every year, more and more food bloggers and party planners offer tips and tricks. Um, places like Chowhound and Taste of Home magazine have released specific Friendsgiving host guides. And as of twenty eighteen, almost nine hundred sixty thousand. 960,000 posts pop up when you search Instagram for the hashtag, hashtag Friendsgiving. I think that in, and just anecdotally, I'm, I'm not a sociologist. I'm uh, just a guy who is on the internet quite a bit. It feels like in the last two decades, there has been a lot more focus on found family, which yeah, is absolutely. cool. But also just this understanding of as people become more and more comfortable being their true selves mm-hmm. and realizing, like, if your family doesn't approve of that, whatever that means, if your family doesn't accept you, why spend time with people who don't accept you and try to change you versus spending time with people who love you for who you are and celebrate the you that you are? I think people have become a lot more comfortable with that idea yeah. and let go of this idea of, like, yeah, this, this family makes me feel terrible and doesn't like me, but I have to be around them because that's the law or whatever, <laughs> right? Well, so Friendsgiving absolutely is a celebration of that, not only in like personal lives, but also it's kind of like the fourth quarter of the year is a stressful time. Oh, you yeah. Got all the, you got all you of got these things. You got my birthday, <laughs> elections. Yep, and uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, and then you can even sneak New Year's in there because it's all so close. Yeah. Um, and so it's a it's a great way to start it off kind of a little uh, stress-free, right? Start it off kind of slow because um, Friendsgiving is usually styled as a potluck. Yeah. Um, so, like... I mean, not for me. Not, not I, for you. Sometimes it forced to be a potluck because apparently other people like to make it stuff, bring stuff to you, whatever. Mm-hmm. I consider myself a consummate host. Uh, one time, do you remember the year I made like 13 different things? I have a picture of our refrigerator at that point. Oh, man. I uh, I don't know if you guys have ever picked this up again about me. I'm a bit much. I'm a bit over the top, both in cooking and just as a person. Uh, yeah, OTT. Yeah. OTT. Um, and so, like I said, m- most Friendsgivings are styled as potlucks, but like if you want to host a Friendsgiving and you're like, I want to do the whole turkey thing, you can absolutely do as much as you like. Or, th- I mean, that's the point, right? Right. It's supposed to be a little less stressful. So, if what you like is cooking six courses, then fine, go ahead and do it. But if that's not your, your jam, then why not delegate? 
out or just let people surprise you, right? Sure. Um, Alex talked about uh, how one year our friend Brianna showed up with six frozen pizzas. There you go. Yeah. I love frozen pizza. That's delicious. Um, and so, like, when you 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 take the idea of the friends giving. Uh huh. It it's a it's a little bit revolutionary, right? As far as like holiday meals go, um, but like if you wanted to host it, there definitely is some advice out there. I can't wait to hear it. But first, how about a word from some other Max Fun shows? Hi. I'm Jackie Cation. Hello, I'm Lori Kimmerton. We do a podcast called The Jackie and Lori Show, and you could listen to it anytime you want it because there's hundreds of episodes. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing comedy forever, and we should both quit. So why don't you listen up <laughs> before we leave this not only terrible business, but this awful world. And find out why we can't. Because we love it so. (laughs) The Jackie and Lori Show. Every week here on MaximumFun.org. Hi, it's Jesse Thorne, the founder of Maximum Fun. I am breaking into this programming to say thank you to MaxFun's members. Your purchases in this year's post-Max Fun Drive patch sale raised over $50,000 for Trans Lifeline. Maybe you already know about the good work that Trans Lifeline does. If you don't, they're a trans-run organization that offers direct emotional and financial support to trans people in crisis. If you want to learn more about the work Trans Lifeline does or support them further, go to translifeline.org. Thanks for supporting Maximum Fun. Thanks for supporting Trans Lifeline. And thanks for being awesome people who want to do good in the world. So we were talking about advice for a revolution. Exactly. Okay. One person who, of course, we always defer to. Yes. Is our Lord and Savior, Emily Post. Okay, really. <laughs> I want you to know, in my head, you said one part, and my brain went, Jesus Christ. And then you said our Lord and Savior. And there was a second where I was like, what is happening? Okay. Emily Post. Emily Post. Um, in the late 2010s, the Emily Post Institute, I, I mean, you know which, if you listen, you know we love, um, began fielding a ton of questions on this Friendsgiving topic. Um, After all, like, when is it supposed to happen? Is it rude to ask people to do another big meal right before or after they're supposed to do a big meal with their family? Or is there an egalitarian way to organize one? Uh, Should you do it for your work friends or your school buddies? Or lots of questions arose. And Emily Post responded, I don't know, man. Well, Emily Post didn't respond because she's dead. What? her great-great-granddaughter, who heads the company now, um, says that why not deviate a little bit from the traditional Thanksgiving stuff and really just do whatever you want? Whoa! And everybody's minds collectively melted. Yeah, I mean, I mean, kind of. It's a it's a chance to eat whatever it is that you guys y'all love. It's right? also, man. Here's a little tip for me to you: uh, if you want to, you could do your Friendsgiving Friday, 
right? Everybody mm-hmm. show up in jammies, bring leftovers from your collective other things the day before. You definitely could. Because I also tell you this, friends, uh, with very light Googling, with uh, light to mid Googling, you can find some really wild uh, uses for uh, to make stuff out of your leftovers. Uh, my favorite I made one time was like deep fried, uh, like basically Thanksgiving balls, where it was like the mashed potatoes and stuffing and turkey and everything kind of shaped into a ball and then deep fry. And it's like a Thanksgiving all in one bite, my it friends. It was delicious. Or you could go the complete opposite way and do an anything but turkey party. Whoa. Right? You could have like tacos or pizza or chili or whatever it is, right? Just don't use turkey meat in there. You cowards. <laughs> <laughs> um, some people do like a tofurkey, a, a vegan Thanksgiving, sure. perhaps. Um, and so she also agreed. You can also um, do turkey breasts, by the way. If you don't want to cook a whole oh, turkey, do like individual ones. Fried chicken would be yeah, good. Delicious. Uh, you could do some little game hens, you know, the tiny ones. Everybody mm-hmm. gets around and feels like a giant. Of course. Put them on big swords, eat them off the sword. Oh, that would be a cool look, wouldn't it? <laughs> We're going to do like a Viking Thanksgiving. Whoa. Sure. I'm just saying you can do whatever you want. But she agrees that potluck is really the way to do it because you want to try and like level out the stress that's going to happen in that last quarter, right? Um, and, you know, as a as a guest, you can make whatever you like best or right. whatever you happen to have, like you said, leftovers. We found at least three articles from three separate sources that said Friendsgiving host should be responsible for the planning, the hosting, and the main dish, while everything else should be delegated out. Okay. So that that is the way that we're going to say Friendsgiving works. Instead of Thanksgiving, where you feel like the host makes everything. Sure. Right? Or the host makes most stuff and everybody brings one thing if they want to, whatever. Yeah. So if you're hosting, um, do make sure that the expectations that you have are clear to the the invitees. Like, are you just providing the main course or are you doing a full dinner or should everyone bring a side or maybe just a drink or, or something like that, right? Let me also say this as uh, someone who prides themselves on their love of hosting, Um we often on the show advocate for like ask for what you want, ask Absolutely. for what you need, right? So if you would like a like sit down dinner or like we are serving food at this time, don't do the thing of like, yeah, but I don't want anyone to feel so I'm gonna say like, yeah, come by whenever. It's we'll be there from like three to seven. So anytime in there. Because like that's not what you want, right? You want everybody to be there by like five o'clock so you can eat, right? You can say like we will be having dinner, we'll be eating at five. So, and this is just true in general as far as party invites go. But if your plan is like, we're going to sit down and eat at five, make sure everybody knows that. Because what you don't want is for someone to show up at like six o'clock and like you're putting away dishes and stuff. And they're like, but you said, uh, what is right? Then nobody knows what's happening and the parameters aren't clear. So, like, you can say, come by anytime between three and four, and then we'll be eating at five, right? Right. But ask for what you need. Um, Make sure that you check in with your friend's dietary needs, Mm -hmm. right? Um, It might be somewhere, maybe you're not used to cooking for this particular friend, or, um, you know, maybe they are used to cooking for themselves, and they want to bring a dish that they can eat especially, and then everyone else can try it if they like. Uh, One more thing along those lines, too. if you have a friend with dietary needs, uh, like say vegan or can't do gluten or whatever, um, make sure it's not like, and here's this bowl of Brussels sprouts that you can <laughs> eat, right? That you want to have it feel like 
yes, you. I made sure to not include this thing in this dish that everyone will be eating from, so you can have that too, as well as this dish and this. this. Like that, they have options, and not just like, oh, well, there's some vegetables. Is that cool, right? You want it to feel like you are also experiencing the idea of a full meal as well and not just I made sure there was one thing you could eat. Exactly. Um, at these kind of like dinner parties, you try want to try and make sure that they have three piles on the plate, right? right so vegetables, another side, and a, a main ish. Minerals. <laughs> because that's what makes the plate look full, right? right? Not just one well, big yeah. bowl of salad and or whatever. Especially for uh, eating holidays like Thanksgiving is, yeah. you want it to feel like there's a selection of things, and I oh, I ate till my stomach's full, and not just like, well, I ate all the Brussels sprouts. Time to go. Time to go. Um, along that same vein, do plan for appetizers because one of the things that we see that happens sometimes in my family, but also movies and TV, is that everyone like str- like keeps themselves from eating big breakfast or lunch in anticipation for the main meal, and so people are getting hangry right, up in you want here, some right? You want some uh, little bready options. You want some uh, cocktail weenies wrapped in bacon. Always That's your hit. favorite. Always the hit. I love, cocktail. I love the um, sweet chili meatballs. Sure. I'm a big, big fan of those. But anything like that, once again, making sure that there is inclusion there for people whose dietary needs do not fit those things. But Right. But you need to have some of those things available because inevitably people are going to arrive hungry and there's probably not going to be immediate dinner happening. Uh, also, just... Once again, another good inclusion thing, not just for Friendsgiving, but in general, make sure that you have uh, drink options, right? So mm-hmm. that it's not like I bought a bunch of beer and we have wine and we have stuff and it's like, oh, you don't drink. Uh, I water. have water, <laughs> right? You want to have stuff there, too. Like ginger ale is always a good one. Uh, tonic water with stuff that they can add flavoring to it. Like lime juice or whatever. There's lots of wonderful like mocktails and stuff. And also another good option there is to make a non-alcoholic punch that then they can like add stuff to. If they are someone who wants to imbibe alcohol, but they don't have to, if they're someone who does not drink, mm-hmm. um, the same goes for like ciders and like stuff like that. Totally. Where, yeah, you can make stuff and then people can add stuff to it, which by the way, just uh, take it once again from me to you. A punch is so easy to do and will impress people so much. Indeed. Um, and in the same vein as like delegating to people, don't be afraid to ask people to bring things like paper plates mm-hmm. or uh, ice or even like extra foil and and like closable bags, right? To send leftovers yes. home with people. And they'll be very happy that you did. Uh, this is another thing. It doesn't have to do with food. But it is, I think, special to Friendsgiving. And anytime when you're getting friends together for a major holiday, which is uh, when you grow up like in a family and stuff like you end up with all these traditions that are like family traditions. That's just like we do this every year because our family does it every year. Right. When you do like a friend event, you get a chance to like reset kind of and say like, well, what's something you associate with Thanksgiving that will not feel like Thanksgiving to you if we don't do it? Right. And it's this chance of like exchanging traditions with each other. Absolutely. So like our friend Jeremy listens to Alex's restaurant every Thanksgiving. Right. So now I also associate that. Right. And now I also whenever I'm doing Thanksgiving at our house, I like to play Tom Hanks movies for T. Thanksgiving. And that com- <laughs> that comes out of going over once again with Jeremy's house because uh, they had it. That was like our first Friendsgiving. If you're going to listen to Alice's Restaurant, be prepared that it is like the longest song ever it's written. It's quite long, <laughs> but it's very good. Highly recommend. Um, but uh, I think it was like one 
one Thanksgiving, we had Friendsgiving at uh, Jeremy and Kelly's, and like the end of the night, we watched Joe versus the Volcano, mm-hmm. and it just felt really right to me. It of did. Just like Tom Hanks now is deeply associated with Thanksgiving for me. Highly recommend listening. Here's some good Money Pit's great. Uh, that's a good Thanksgiving one. Uh, you've got mail. It's a great Thanksgiving one. Put that in the background. Now, if you're looking for an after dinner movie or maybe a pre dinner, this is enduring food. Uh, but uh, League of the Rhone is great. Uh, and finish the night with Joe versus the volcano. You're welcome. <laughs> um, oh, and that thing you do, of course. That, that thing, of course. Oh, oh, sorry. What that about thing big? You do. Oh, big. Well, big. He was good, little, and he wanted to be big. big. He wanted to be <laughs> little again. again. Uh, but so big, big. <laughs> big hits on some difficult concepts, and there's a lot of soul searching in that movie. It might be a little heavy. Okay. For uh, before dinner, maybe in the evening. But I also don't think like our six year old would be like, now what's happening? <laughs> uh, whereas I think that thing you do is not interesting enough for kids, but they'll dance to the music. Um. So back to the meal, real yes. quick. Let's let's go get back on the main drag here. Um. So. Back to the meal, if your side dish that you're bringing, um, it should be intact, right? If you need to zhuzh it up a little oh, bit at the at the the host's house or if it needs to be warmed or broiled or anything like that, you have to let somebody know, right? Because yeah. when you're bringing a dish, it's assumed that you could just like pop it open and be ready. Um, but if the host is also making things, you want to make sure that there's enough time to like fit your dish in there with all the other ones. Uh, here's some advice for that. Crockpot. Oh, we great. love a crockpot. You can make the stuff in there, unplug it, right? Sometimes you can even like get carrying cases for it. So like, you know, you literally just unplug it, put it in there, zip it up, go plug it in. It's going to warm up right there. You don't need a stovetop. You don't need an oven. You don't need a microwave, any of that. You just need a plug, and it's going to warm it right up. And there's so many dishes, Thanksgiving dishes, that you can make in a crock pot or, like, even just put in a crock pot to warm up, like mm-hmm. mashed potato, anything, right? And there's also a lot of dishes that you can make um, ahead of time that are not, like, Thanksgiving stuff in a crock pot. Mm-hmm. And I want to encourage everyone that, like, remember this is, like, your friend's giving, so let your culinary talents shine. Let your conscience be your guide. (laughs) Do you make great tamales or some really great pho? Like, I think this is a great opportunity to uh, bring a little bit of, like, the new traditions in. Exactly. Um, So it's agreed. It may not be a potluck event, but it is important that you show up with something. Something. Um, and Even if it's like, I brought the board games or sure. something, right? Or extra napkins. Who knows? Or Whatever like, I brought the wine. I got a big box. Big box of wine here. Let's have fun. <laughs> right? Um, and try not to get too stressed out. Allow your friends to help you clean up. Yes. Uh, and have a happy Friendsgiving. Have a happy Friendsgiving. Uh, so that's going to do it for us, friends. Thank you for joining us on this special occasion. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, let's see. You're listening to this. So, yeah, we still have some shows this weekend. If you're listening to this on Friday, uh, you can come. If you're listening to it Friday morning, we've got a My Brother, My Brother and Me tonight in Detroit. 
You can get those tickets. Uh, in on Saturday, we're doing my brother, my brother, and me in DC, and on Sunday, we're doing Adventure Zone in DC with special guest DM Brennan Lee Mulligan. Very exciting. I'm just re-listening to Dadlands now because uh, we'll be playing Dadlands 2.0. Just re-listening to Dadlands now. It's very good. You're gonna <laughs> like it. Uh, go get those tickets at bit.ly/slash/macroytours. Make sure you go to macroymerch.com to check out all the great merch this month. Um, if you're ordering things for like uh, Candle Nights presents for people, make sure you order that ASAP uh, so that they have time to ship it to you. Let me tell you, we got our Garrel blanket, mm-hmm. and it is not cheap, okay? But it is worth every penny. Yeah. It is a beautiful tapestry of it a blanket. Is. It is really, ta- I was like, oh yeah, tapestry. Oh, it is a tapestry. It is really a tapestry. It's not like a fleece blanket that has been screen printed. Those are fine. But this is, it's a work of art. I, I think so it. too. Thank you. I think it's beautiful. Um, and make sure you check that out. Uh, also, speaking of Candle Nights, Candle Nights is going to be virtual again this year, December 17th, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Tickets on sale now, bit.ly slash Candle Nights 2022, Candle Nights 2022. Uh, also, no new episodes next week. So we're doing the tour this week, and then we're going to have our first ever staff retreat uh, where our whole staff is going to all hang out together in D.C. for a little bit. We've never done it before, and we're really looking forward to spending time together. We're spread out all over the country. I think because of the Panini, there are some people you've never met face to face. Absolutely true. Um, So we're looking forward to that. But we'll be back with new episodes on November, the week of November 21st. Um, Let's see. Don't forget to pre-order the Adventure Zone 11th Hour Graphic Novel. Uh, It comes out February 21st, 2023. But you can pre-order it now at theadventurezonecomic.com. That's going to do it for us. In a way. Anything I'm forgetting, definitely, I, right? We yeah. always thank Brent Brentofloss Black for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Thank you to Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail art. That's at Schmanner's Cast. Thank you to Bruja Betty Pinup Photography for the cover picture of our fan-run Facebook group, Schmanner's Fanners. If you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans, go ahead and join that group today. Thank you to Rachel, our editor. Thank you to Alex, our writer and researcher. And thank you to you for listening. Are we caught up on Bacon? We are, right? I think so. Okay. We do uh, a podcast where we uh, discuss each episode of Great British Bake Off. Uh, we're doing season 13 right now as it airs. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it. This is a fun season, and you are a really fun co-host. I love doing the show with you. Oh, thanks, boo. Mm, you're welcome. You can find it. Uh, just search Bake On. Uh, in your podcatcher, and you'll find it. It's also on, at macroy.family. You can find it there. If you like bacon, you should check it out or bake off, Great British Bake Off. Uh, or if you're just like us, I mean, you're listening to the show, so I hope you enjoy us. I hope you're not like, I love manners. I hate that it's these two, but I just can't stop listening about manners. <laughs> we started it as one of our uh, bonus contents, I right? That's true, yeah. But we loved doing it so much yeah. that we decided it should be available for everyone. I think we've done like three or four seasons of this one. This yeah. Like the third or fourth season. Uh, uh, so check that out, Bacon. Uh, I'm very proud of it. And that's going to do it for us. So join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.